You know the vibes. We're back. Hoop Genius Podcast, sponsored by NBA 2K22. Mo Moosey, BJ Armstrong, real name, no gimmicks. And today we're joined by a special, <gasps> special guest. <sighs> BJ has requested that he does the introduction. <sighs> so I'm going to pass it over to my brother right here. BJ, who we got rocking with us today? We got somebody that's real special on the MIC, straight from New York City. Stand up. Harlem. Stand up, Harlem. Stand up, Harlem. <laughs> Extraordinary. On the mic. When you're talking about sports, you want to come to the one and only. Gerald Booger Brown. Welcome to the Hoop Genius Podcast. Talk to him, Booker. Hey, man, thanks for having me. And, you know, again, it's a pleasure. And an no, honor no, no. Cheryl, 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 listen. I love the way you switched it, okay? Because the yeah. fans don't know, okay? The fans don't know the level of trash talk. As soon as Cheryl jumped in, the level of trash talk going on him between me. And as soon as the mic comes on, he goes, thank you for having me. It's, it's always love, man. It's only right we get you on. I was raised to be able to be polite and respected. I respect it. I respect Have it. a little time. Uh, another button will loosen up. And <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, Gerald Brand is the host of the Bottom Line Sports Show on Sirius XM NBA Radio for our UK fans. That's the biggest NBA radio station out there in the United States of America. So you're listening to The Voice, the one and only best sports show around you got to rock with mr gerald brown so he's joined us today we're going to be talking all things nba playoffs and what a night it was around the association we've got to start over there in memphis where that boy john moran he's putting up numbers carrying his team to a win in what may be the most physical game i've seen in recent years we have Gary Payton II, who's now out with a fractured elbow. We had Draymond Green getting stitches in his face. We had flagrant fouls. We had technical fouls. We had Jared Jackson Jr. fouling out as expected. I could put my house on that. (laughs) But we're here. We're going to break down the action. Gerald, we're going to throw you into the deep end right now. Oh, there's sharks in here. There's sharks in the deep water. You got to come correct now. So it ain't no problem. We call those rats from where I'm from. (laughs) <laughs> you got to come correct though Because these these listeners we got They know ball They know the game So you got to come correct You know when you're breaking it down You need to give them the realness So Gerald What were you seeing in that clash Between the Grizzlies And the Golden State Warriors I saw in that clash tonight As I saw in game one A team in which the Memphis Grizzlies Aspire to be In terms of this is what we aspire to be like, and that is the Golden State Warriors. And in that game one, you know, the championship pedigree and DNA from the likes of Clay, Steph, and Draymond really took center stage along with Jordan Poole. And then the night, it just came to a situation where I think arguably, look, we got an opportunity to see maybe a series that's going to go at least five. I am concerned about Gary Payton's injury. Because the Golden State Warriors got bigger fish to fry if they're looking to knock off the Phoenix Suns, who uh, potentially are going to be there waiting for an opportunity to get to the NBA Finals. You want to be at your full strength. And losing Gary Payton the second is a huge blow. But give some credit to the young boys uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies. And if I'm being honest, can I be honest? 
Always. They a hard show to watch, man. Because, <laughs> I mean, they just turn the ball over. It's like, it's feeling like sometimes I'm watching AAU basketball. And, I mean, look, John Morant is outstanding. And BJ will know this because sometimes you can have that frustration because you see the glimpse of greatness. But there are times where it's not consistent. And I used to say the same thing about Giannis. And BJ will always say, you Give them some time. You just looking for the highlights. You got to see the other intangibles. And John Morant is definitely uh, uh, worth watching and stuff like that. But uh, it's 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 a still a maturation process for them. I mean, I had someone tell me tell all your friends who only watch college basketball to tune into this game right now because that's what it's looking like. It's end to end. I've seen some air balls. I've seen some bricks. I've seen some turnovers. But we did see some masterful plays. You know, especially that little that little hesitation spin move that Jamarant hit Jordan Poole with that had him crumbling to the floor. That one's going to live on the highlight reels forever. And, you know, one thing I noticed in particular about Jamarant is he loves to drive to the left. He's always trying to go left right now. I don't know what that was. Um, he had that little eye injury saying he can only see out of one eye. They're going to try and make that a thing now. But BJ, as the point guard guru, as they call you over here, what did you make of? John Morant's game because the numbers were impressive the performance down the clutch was impressive he was hitting those threes we talked about him falling in love with that three-point shot but what did you make overall about this Grizzlies win and the way in which they won this game you know overall you know it was a win this was was, this was like the game before with the your Boston Celtics I see you rocking the green tonight and man I stay rocking the green yeah this was a must win okay there was a sense of urgency with Boston, but we're here talking about Memphis right now. You know, Memphis right now, they're playing loose. It's almost like they are taking how they played in the regular season and they just say, you know what? We won in the regular season. It's good enough to win in the playoffs. And you can see the difference how one team, the Golden State Warriors, how they have possessions, how they're setting screens, the things that they're doing, their execution. And right now, the the Memphis Grizzlies, they're shooting ill-advised threes. They're shooting quick threes. And basically, in the first two games, their offense is simply this. Give the ball to John Morant, and let's just play no, out of it. No, their half-court offense is an – I wouldn't call it an offense at this point. It's just vibes and transition. Yeah, vibes. yeah, just give it to Ja. I mean, it's just give it to Ja. Ja has made some incredible shots, but that's a lot of energy. And I know he's young and so forth and so on. But I would like to see this team play with a little bit more ball movement, player movement. I definitely want to know what's going on with Desmond Bain. I mean, he's really been absent in the first two games. And the Golden State Warriors, clearly, they have made an adjustment that's saying stay home with him. And then we'll figure out and let Draymond wander around, you know, wander around the court until he figures out the matchups that they need to get. So give the Warriors credit. They had an opportunity to win this game. Even though they won game one, they smelt blood, right? You know, they they felt they have an opportunity to win this, and they went for it. They came up a little short. And, you know, right now Memphis is going to have to play considerably better on the road because now they're going into a hostile environment. Those fans out there in the Bay Area will be ready. I think Steph Curry, he looks like he's on the verge of really starting to put together one of those games. And it was like, overall, give the Warriors credit. I think they put together – two solid games. And one of those games, they, you know, they won. I'm sure they're a little disappointed tonight, but overall mission accomplished. 
And now let's move on to game three and four in the Bay Area. Well, looking ahead, the Golden State Warriors aren't going to shoot this badly for the rest of the series. They went seven from 38 from behind the arc. That's 18%. Steph Curry, three from 11. And before that, he was like one from nine going down the stretch in the fourth. Clay Thompson, two from 12. Andrew Wiggins, one from seven. Jordan Poole, one from six. And it was still a close game. That worries me if I'm a Memphis fan. But the big talk right now is whether or not Dylan Brooks should be suspended. Steve Kerr said in a post-game interview that he broke the code. Of course, referring to the foul that he made on Gary Payton II that, you know, Gerald was just speaking about. The question now is whether the NBA is going to suspend him for a game. Now, Gerald, for the guys that don't know, does his show over in the States with Rick Mahorn. And if you're a young cat and you don't know about Rick Mahorn and the way he used to play, <laughs> type his name into YouTube and you'll see. So, Gerald, <laughs> I'm going to ask you this. What do you make of this series getting a little bit physical? And do you think Dylan Brooks deserves to be suspended? And also, what did you make of Draymond Green's foul in game one that he was ejected for? Hey. And keep it real, Gerald. Don't give us nope. the don't give us those political answers that mm, don't work over here. Mm, mm, just real talk, no filter, just realness. Well, if I'm keeping it a hundred or keep it a thou, uh, I think you know definitely Dylan Brooks doesn't need to be you know suspended because again that's all playoff basketball. It really looks like you know whatever contact he made with him, it kind of threw off his his momentum and. And thus, Peyton II fell on the floor. And it's unfortunate because, again, like I said before, he's one of those glue guys and stuff from a defensive standpoint. And to lose him, that's going to be a real, real big loss. Um, But Draymond, look, Draymond has found his niche in the NBA. And, yeah, you're going to foul. In no situation, he grabbed a jersey. You know, and, and back in, in, in Rick Mahorn and, and B.J. Armstrong's era of basketball, that wasn't, that wasn't even flagrant. That's foul, get up, shoot your free throws, and don't say anything. You say anything, I might punch you in your mouth. You know, that type of situation. But, you know, um, should he have been thrown out? Nah, like, I, I agree with him. That's all about reputation. But Draymond is not a throwback. I think a lot of that stuff, He's a, he has a bigger bark than he does bite. Ooh. But clearly, uh, in this situation, yeah, that's right. I said it. That's okay. right. I said it. Mm-hmm. if you're listening, <laughs> he might record a podcast especially for you. We saw him go straight to the hey, hotel record hey, his podcast. I'm on NBA radio. Come see me, Draymond. I ain't running. I'm from Harlem. I ain't running. I got something to say. But, uh, yeah, I mean, these are just common fouls. It's just unfortunate. But I guess because mm. the it happened, and then, you know, what happened the night before, in game one on Sunday, I think it obviously if you threw Draymond out, Dylan Brooks had to definitely be thrown out, but nobody should be suspended. Let me let me just sidetrack for a sec, you know, because a lot of our audience, they're a bit younger NBA fans. You know, they're kind of new to the game. Gerald, you're a historian of the game. You've been around for a while. You've seen a lot of things. What's the craziest thing you've seen happen on the NBA court that you've seen? Mm. Oh, he, he mm. tossed out. What's, what's the craziest oh. situation? Which a players fight? were involved? Which teams were involved? Uh, a fight or yeah, just yeah, what? yeah or, or like a foul that was just out of nowhere crazy. You know, for, for me, I like I, the one where it's, it's Kareem. He like gets elbowed or something and he just walks up to the dude who's making his debut in the NBA. I can't remember the that cat's was, name. That was Kent Benson. That was Kent yeah. Benson. And he just <laughs> rocks his jaw. Welcome to the league, young fella. What about you, Jerry? What's your moment that stands out for you like that? Well, I, I've seen 
Rick Mahorn actually with Doc Rivers in the air going to the basket. Rick Mahorn reaches out his hand just like this and grabs his side while he's up in the air and throws him to the ground. And Doc Rivers didn't get up and say anything. Rick just stood there <laughs> like this. Uh, I've seen Charles Oakley foul somebody and told him to shut up and shoot your free throw. <laughs> Nothing was said. While this fight I saw, Charles Oakley and Xavier McDaniel, Xavier McDaniel was with the Seattle Sonics. They were swinging so hard that they continued in the locker room. And I was actually scared because that's when Xavier, well, I mean, always had the ball head with them green wristbands. And he was just swinging like for, like he was just swinging like Clubber Lang and Rocky Three, just swinging. <laughs> and you just hearing the wind and the veracity of those fights, of those swings. But, uh, yeah, that's probably one of the craziest things I've seen in terms of fouls. And them dudes would just get up and just be shaking their head and go shoot your free throws. <laughs> so it's, that's crazy. It's crazy how, how the game has evolved and the game that we see now. But we got to look ahead to the game three of this series. How do you like it? Because after game one, we're going to sit one on the road. A lot of people were saying the Warriors are going to take this series. How do you look at it? You said earlier that it's going to be five games at least. What's your official prediction that you're going to share with our listeners over here? Well, I think it's going to be five. I mean, it's 1-1 right now. So uh, I think Golden State will prevail. Um, look, the NBA benefits if they have this series extended a little. And it's kind of the introduction of a sort of possible new kid onto the block with John Morant and the cast of characters and stuff. So look, NBA will definitely benefit having this series go five. But I think if you're looking at, you know, out of the corner of your eye, if you're Golden State, you got to be paying attention to what's going on with Phoenix and uh, Dallas. Because, look, if Dallas can't keep up with Phoenix and they dispose of them perhaps maybe four to five games, you want to be on the same par with them. So, I don't think that uh, Golden State will be trying to uh, extend this series. And them going back home, it's going to be a raucous crowd. And, um, yeah, I, I expect Golden State to prevail in this series. BJ, does tonight's yes, game change your take on this or who you're rocking with for the rest of this and in how many games? Well, you know, looking keep at it. Keep it real, Rick. Come on now. Keep it real, BJ. Oh, keep man, it real. yeah, yeah. I think, you know, looking at it, Golden State has been very competitive in these first two games. And I expect them to be a little better. I expect, especially Clay, to shoot better at home. And it's really going to be interesting to see the injuries, you know, that's going to come back, especially with Gary Payton. I think Gary Payton is a huge loss from them because defensively, he was the one athlete that can kind of, you know, you can't stop John Morant, but he was physical enough to really be able to take away something along with Draymond Green coming over and providing the help. So I think that's going to be a big loss for them. However, I really think that Golden State is going to play well at home. I, I expect them to win both games at home and then have the opportunity to come back and close this out. So I see this going five, six Golden State. Um, I, you know, just the, the way that Memphis is playing right now. They're not playing really good team basketball right now. You know, John Morant is, was special this evening. I mean, what an incredible game that he had. 
I mean, he really, when you say putting a team on your back, he really did it all tonight. I think he was like 15 or 31 from the field, made big plays, just acrobatic layups, so forth and so on. But overall, if I'm the Grizzlies coaching staff, I'm not feeling good about how my team is playing right now. And defensively, they're just not in sync. Now, I don't know what's going on out there from the standpoint of them having so many misassignments, layups late in the game. So hopefully they will shore that up. But I don't see Golden State having a lapse where they're going to really go there and give up this game. I think they respect this Memphis team so much that they're going to go there, really be very detailed in how they come out and really try to take the life out of this team, especially at home. Well, I mean, it took almost a 50-piece from Jama Ramp for that for them to get it done tonight, and that was in front of their home crowd. And I don't know, you know, especially if Dylan Brooks is suspended, I know that that we have an opinion on it, but when you review that play and look at the swing he took and the wind-up <laughs> and hitting him in the back of the head, I don't know if the league will be as careful about that. But, you know, there was another game tonight involving uh, the greatest franchise in sports history. Uh, oh, my God. The world famous, yeah. the one and only. Chicago Bulls? No. Bulls, I thought the Bulls lost. Oh, no, 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 no. I thought the Bulls only had uh, six championships. Um, we're talking about the Boston Celtics over here. With all due respect, Mr. Armstrong. Hey, Gerald, are you from New York? Are you supposed to say yeah, the Knicks I thought you right now? about the Yankees. Something like, like that. Great franchise. I, I thought you talk about the Yankees or something like that, you know? I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. I, I, I don't even... I don't they don't know, know nothing about no baseball over there. They don't know nothing about no baseball. Standing over around there, in the girl. field hitting a ball with a stick, man. That's not the vibe that we're on, man. Come on. Come on, man. They call that cricket over here. They don't even call that baseball. They call that cricket over here. I don't know what the baseball him, thing is, man. Talk to him, Talk to I don't him, know what the baseball is. Oh, we're not good at cricket. We're going to make up our own rules. We're going to play baseball. <laughs> You know, over here, they call that rounders. It's a whole nother game. They play that in school. It's school children. They play that. You can talk about the Yankees all you like. We're talking about the Boston Celtics. The one, the only. We're talking about taking down the reigning champions in game two. We're talking about making Giannis play maybe the worst half of basketball I've seen him play in a very long time, that first half. We're talking about Grant Williams. In the words of BJ Armstrong, because I'm going to share this with the people, because this is what, what he said to me before we started recording. Now, whether he repeats on air is another story. He said the best player on the court tonight was Grant Williams. And that's a court that includes Drew Holiday, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, by the way, who just became America's sweetheart by breaking the ankles of Grayson Allen with that beautiful scoring move on his way to a 17-point first quarter. Boston Celtics looked convincing in the win over the Milwaukee Bucks. Do you think this was like the Chicago Bulls getting that one win against the Bucks? Or do you think this now is going to lead to a very interesting series? Because the Celtics, if I do say so myself, were hopeless in game one. And they turned it around without the heart and soul of the team, Marcus Smart, being available for this game. For me? Either of you, jump in. Well, I mean, if I may, you know, I struggle with the whole game one because I was really trying to torn, and I think I might have reached out to BJ and said, BJ, were the Boston Celtics kind of caught sleeping and sleepwalking because, you know, again, the way they dismantled the Brooklyn Nets, is this the real Brooklyn Net, uh, Boston Celtics team? 
that would just manhandle in game one? Or do you just do you just look at that and just say, hey, you know what? They got caught sleeping and stuff. Um, and then they come out in game two. I think they just backs was up against the wall. And I think clearly, you know, look, they had no other choice. They couldn't go down 0-2, losing both games at home and then going into Milwaukee. But I think now all of a sudden, if there's any sense of pressure, it kind of shifts to the Milwaukee Bucks, if you will. Because you want to go in there, and as I said earlier, if you're the Golden State Warriors, you're the Milwaukee Bucks. You want to try to dispose of this team as much as possible and try to keep your foot on their necks because any momentum that Boston gets from this game, you know, Grant Williams played phenomenal. Um, can he be able to do it on the road? You know, that's, that's, that's going to be another key there. But if you allow them to type of get any type of momentum, this could spiral in a situation where it extends the series a lot longer than it really needs to be. But um, they were they were desperate. I mean, they couldn't go down 0-2 going to Milwaukee. So, you know, desperate times calls for desperate measures, and they definitely answered the bell. Mo, mm, I want to say this to you. The other night, I rejected speaking about the Utah Jazz. <laughs> but tonight, I'm going to speak to the Utah Jazz and Jazz Nation. I I I, I want to speak. If, hold on, hold on, no, 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 no. Jazz Lee, I don't. I know. Okay, one Utah Jazz fan in the entirety of the earth. I don't know if Jazz Nation is a thing. Maybe it's Jazz Island. Jazz Nation is a thing. It's a thing. They listen. I don't, I don't know. I don't trust know. me. All Star yeah. Game is going to be there next year, and you're going to go to Utah if you haven't been there before, Mo. I've never been and to you're Utah. going to see Jazz Nation is a thing. Okay, but I want to speak to Jazz Nation here because I rejected the question that you asked the other night. Okay, but I'm back today. I wanted to think about. It. Oh, BJ circled the block. Yeah, I circled the block. I want you to, as I was watching the Boston Celtics tonight, I kept thinking to myself, Jazz fans, Danny Ainge, you saw what he left there in the Boston when the Boston Celtics uniform, he didn't leave it dry when he left. And I want to say this to the jazz fans. Danny knows what he's doing. That's all I want to say. Mm. Now, whether oh, there's been some reports coming out about Donovan Mitchell and all those things. I just want you to see what he left there in, in, in Boston. He didn't leave the team dismantled. He didn't leave the books messed up. He left a really good team. Oh, are we, are we saying Danny Ainge is a great, great general manager? I'm saying I, I remember. Ainge, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this about Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge is more than capable. I don't I, know what great is. We can say great. I, I remember being Your told generation he was said everybody's the greatest of all time. I, I remember being told he was great because his friend Kevin McHale gave him Kevin Garnett. And I remember well, saying he's fantastic at what he does even since then. Look at his draft. Oh, I just, I just, Ooh, I just, wa- I, I just wanted to say that. I just wanted to say that. Okay. The second thing I want to say about Grant, Grant Williams, right? Grant Williams. I'm not going to take him for granted. Oh, oh <laughs> come get out of here with that. 
I'm not uh, gonna take it for granted. How, how long you been working you on that? You know what, Mo? How, how, how long you well, been working on that? <laughs> about 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 three hours now. <laughs> and, and, and you know what, Mo? I was watching him tonight. Sometime you'll find that one guy. There was a guy that had my number when I played. Okay, there was a yeah. guy that had my number. Every player, there is a guy. I don't care how good you are or how bad you are. There's one matchup, okay, that, that just gets you. Now, I don't know if this is something that I'm saying Grant Williams has Giannis's number. <laughs> but I want to. Everything unexpected in the world that's happened. Pandemic, global warming. The last thing I would have ever predicted is Giannis Antetokounmpo being shut down by Grant Williams. Well, I don't think he's shut down. It's just, it's, 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 and I'm going to tell you what it is. Cause I was looking at it. I was like, cause he's short, you know, he's strong, but he's, he's short, but you know what it is? He has the leverage against Giannis. It's the leverage play because he's up under Giannis when Giannis is trying to post up. He has, he's like, he, his first two or three steps are quick. I don't know if he can run fast, but he's, he's, he's a baby Al Horford. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what he's a baby. Whatever. All I know is his body type. His body type matches up very well with Giannis, and Giannis can't play the bully ball, and he doesn't have the leverage against him, especially we, in the post. We are we talking about? We talking about Grant Williams like he like he Dennis uh, Rodman? Hey, hey, I mean, Grant, Grant oh, let's let's not, let's yeah, cut this yeah. out. I no, think no, we're going no, a little I'm not too cutting far. It out. I'm he telling scored you right 21 now. points in a game. He had a good game. No, okay, but, Milwaukee's job was to come in there and get one. They got talking, one. So Drew, you talking about offense? We talking on, about now, defense? You talking about like Grant Williams? Like he a defensive See, stopper? This is the like problem. he a defensive player of the year. You the one that told me. You said Giannis is his time. It's his how dare you sit up here and be blasphemous sitting up here saying these crazy things about oh well he's this he's that i can't believe he puts on this uniform let me he let me ask no you this cornbread maxwell <laughs> let me ask you this let me ask you this the first <laughs> half of tonight's game when the Celtics had a 20 plus point lead when was the last time you saw Giannis struggle that much against Anyone no, no, against Embiid, yeah. against Adebayo, against Gobert, against Draymond Green. I didn't see any of them do that to Giannis. Yeah, uh, no, I, I mean, all jokes aside, all jokes aside, I was just impressed with what I saw on the defensive end. And look, he made shots tonight, and I'm not looking for him to, what do he have, like 21 tonight? Yeah, I mean, 21. he seemed like he didn't miss. Six from nine I, from three. Seven but from what I was really two. impressed with, he stood in there and took some of those charges tonight. He 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 forced like fadeaway jump shots, and he 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 played. He was disciplined. He didn't go for any fakes. He knew where his help was coming, and he really played overall, especially on the defensive end. He stood his ground, and it's very rare that you see that against Giannis. Now, I'm sure they'll make some adjustments, right? I'm sure you know what they look like. They can do Mo. Mm-hmm. They look like. If they u- utilize Giannis as the screener, I think that's going to create a problem. Ah, uh, man. If only there was someone who had a touch screen in their hands that broke this down on yeah, Sunday I, I night think, I, I the think, series I, I, think, I think that's what they can do. They will do something, right? They're going to play better at home. Yes. But overall, overall, 
I really like the game plan and the adjustments they made from game one to game two. No, you know, seriously. You know I, what I, I like? I'm seeing, you, you know what I like the most? Of the 38 field goals the Celtics made tonight, because this is a low scoring series. They made 38 field goals right. tonight. 28 of them were assisted. They were moving the ball. It was beautiful basketball to watch. How many threes did they make tonight, Mo? Tonight, they made 23-point shots. Yeah, The Milwaukee see, that, Bucks made three three-point three yeah, shots. That's, to me, that's the, you know, that's, to me, that's the, the difference in the game. Right? Yeah. And, that's, and, because you're not going to, you're not going to, look, they're not going to shoot three for whatever they should. They, they shot yeah. 46%. And I said, yeah, I, mean, I said, even though I'm a Celtics fan, I said on, on Sky TV today, I said the Bucs are going to handle this series easily. I said the Celtics can win one game if they're shooting the lights out and Giannis gets in foul trouble or something and he's struggling. And he didn't get in foul trouble tonight, but he was struggling tonight. And the Celtics shot the lights out on the other end. That's done. I don't see them going into Milwaukee and shooting. If they do shoot 46% from three in Milwaukee on the road, then you guys don't want to hear from me. If, if we go in on the road to the defending <laughs> champions, actually, you just just block me now. You don't want to hear. You don't want to hear from me. You know, shout out to the shout out to the listeners. There's someone tweeted in today saying, "Man, I already know Mo's gonna be bragging all over that podcast tomorrow morning. I don't even want to hear it." He goes, he goes. I'm fuming thinking about having to listen to Mo glow on the podcast tomorrow. I'm going to bed. Well, here we are, because now it's in the morning for you waking up. Rise and shine. Good morning. <laughs> You're listening <laughs> to the Who Genius podcast. We're talking you know about what? the Boston Celtics. Well, you know what, guys? I, I got a question to ask you about this since, you know, Grant Williams did have a great game. But can he be counted upon to be able to do that on the road? I always like to refer to those type of guys as the others. Like, these are the guys that, you know, at the end of the day, role players that play well at home, you know, it's just, it's a sense of normalcy for them. But can you be able to get that type of point production on the road? That's the biggest thing. Because, look, Al Horford had 11 points in that game. Robert Williams is not really an offensive-minded threat. So even if Jalen Brown and Tatum get theirs, the others, that's going to be the X factor in game three and seeing that those guys can be able to now step up and provide show that that helps scoring that, that scoring load. Well, I don't I'm, think so. I'm looking at Derek White who had zero points tonight. Our starting point guard had zero points in 30 minutes. Can he possibly get worse? Impo it's, it's impossible to get worse than zero. Unless he starts shooting in the wrong basket, you're going to have zero points. Like paying Bridget at six points, he can score a little bit. I don't know about the offense. I know defense. And defensively, he went on the road into Brooklyn and did the same thing to Kevin Durant. Now, I didn't think it would be possible for anyone in this league to do this to Giannis because I've not seen anyone do it to Giannis. But the Stoic said, you know what? Game one, Giannis destroyed us with his passing and got his teammates going. Tonight, we're going to give him single coverage. We are going to go and live with the results. If he finds his teammates or he scores on us, we'll live with the results. Whatever. And I like the game plan from Ime Odoka, saying, we're not scared. All right, cool, Giannis, you beat us one-on-one. -on -one. I'm a trust in my guys to slow you down. And they did exactly that. And I want to know if Marcus Smart comes back, because that changes the whole thing. We're talking about Derek White going to score zero points. But if Marcus Smart comes back, that's another 16, 17 points you're getting off Marcus too. So after that game, my opinion on the whole series is a lot more confident, but I don't believe Giannis will struggle. And we say Giannis struggled and the Bucs... Giannis had 28, 9, and 7, if you just look at the numbers like that. Mm -hmm. 
It don't look like he struggled. If, you, if you're waking up and seeing the box score and the highlights, you're thinking, what are these guys talking about? Giannis struggled. Trust me on that. And I don't think he struggles like that again in this series. Because one thing about Giannis, PJ, you know this. He don't take the disrespect lightly. He don't play mm. these games. And he's always trying to get better. Mm. I'm kind of scared. You know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of a little scared of Giannis, what he's going to do right now. You know what I mean? It's, a, it's like, you know, you fighting your big brother. You hit him a little bit too hard. You go, oh, God, no, he's going to get me now. That's what it's like. Yeah. It, it, you know, Mo, you know, Mo, I mean, great points, but both of you are made. Giannis is coming, though. You know he's coming. <laughs> they're going to find a way to, they're going to find a way to find some space for him, but without question. He's going to, I mean, the guy has 30 points and we're saying he has a bad game. You know, like, it, it, it really is ridiculous, the standard of excellence we hold him to. But I, I expect them to continue to play defensively. Overall, they play. They didn't play a good game, especially on the offensive end, talking about the Bucks. But defensively, I thought they did okay. I thought they played well enough to win the game on the defensive end. So, you know, the shooting tonight, the three-point shooting of the Milwaukee Bucks, that's hard to overcome, especially in today's game. When you make 23s and you only make three, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a large margin. So we'll see what happens there in Milwaukee. Great job, as you know, we said earlier on, on, on TV, that you know, this was a desperation game for the Celtics. The Celtics came out, they gave the effort, they gave the energy, minus Marcus Smart, and they found a way to get it done. And, and they got more shots, two-point shots. In game one, they only had 10 shots coming from inside the three-point line. Here, they addressed it right. at 18 makes inside the three-point line. I think that was big. It's interesting, these chess matches between the coaches, and we're going to see them unfold. But, you know, let's have a look at tonight's games that are coming up. The Miami Heat, the Philadelphia 76ers, game two. James Harden spent a couple of nights in Miami now. Oh, I don't know what, what condition he's turning up for the game in. You know, we're going to have to wait and see. The pressure's on him. He's got it. Yeah, yeah, I'll see you, Gerald. I'll see you spend some time in Miami too. You know what you're doing down there. <laughs> But, you know, he's got that, that max contract looming this summer. Um, the Miami Heat, what do you guys think? Personally, I think they'll take care of business far more efficiently than they did in game one because that game one was way closer than I personally expected. Yeah, I think James Harden pretty much, he has to answer the bell because, uh, you know, he's playing for a lot. You know, the contract, and let's be honest, Philadelphia is a totally different animal. If you don't show and prove, it's not going to be a, a comfortable situation for Harden. So uh, I, I do believe that Philadelphia will be in this game. But I think the bigger question is, what are they going to get out of that, that center spot? I mean, DeAndre Jordan, God bless him. At this stage of his career and stuff like that, I think he's just more, if anything, just window dressing. Um, but you, you gotta, it really begins with, uh, with, with, Deion, with James Harden, but also DeAndre Jordan. I do believe that they will come out and make this a game. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Miami wins this game right here. BJ, any hope for Philly? I know you're a fan of Doc Rivers and of DeAndre Jordan, even though I've tried to tell you time and time again that we're in yeah, the year 2022, um, not 2012. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I, I love Doc, and you know, it, I, you know, as I watch the game, you know, and I, I know the score. You know, they lost what by by fourteen points or so. 
or something like that, right? Or yeah, about right around 12, 14 points. This was a close game. I like the fact that Doc Rivers had these guys in the game with an opportunity to win this game late as we headed into the fourth quarter. Now, you just don't lose a Joel Embiid, okay, and then all of a sudden say, okay, guys, let's plug and play, okay? This guy perhaps is the MVP of the league this year. However, in saying all that, they were right there, okay? And now you can see the importance of losing a Joel Embiid because if Joel was there, Perhaps there was a different outcome because you have a, a player who could close so forth and so on. You know, the, the, the difference in the game is Bam out of bio. You know, Bam is a big athlete and you're not going to play small ball against him because he's a big player. He's an athletic player who can also play as an undersized player when need be. So putting smaller athletes on him favors bam okay you put too big of a player on him with his quickness and his versatility favors bam so he's going to cause problems no matter what and you can see his size eventually just wore down the team you can't put tobias harris and these things it may work for a quarter or two but bam's too good of a player so i think doc understands that doc's just trying to find a combination and take away something right if bam shoots jump shots so be it. But if Bam is dunking, getting alley-oops, offensive rebounding, you can't have that. And you can't put a smaller player against him because of his size and athleticism. So I think this is a tall task for the Philadelphia 76ers. I think with Joel being out, has the attention. Why? Because if they win one and Joel comes back, suddenly th- this, this series could shift in a heartbeat. So I think... Miami has to take care of business, especially at home, and try to eliminate and get rid of the Philadelphia 76ers as quickly as they can. Because if Joel does come back, this could be a different series. And you know what? And I think Doc, you know, hopefully he'll give them a, well, I know he will put together a game plan. Now, whether or not they can go out and execute it, that's another story. And I just don't think they have enough healthy bodies and the matchups don't favor them with this series, unless they have one of those shooting nights like we saw tonight, where they make 23s or something like that, uh, which I think that's the only way they can really win this win this game in game two. I don't know if they got the shooters to do that. You know, I'm not, I'm not putting anyone yeah, exactly. on court. Maybe, maybe James Harden turns back mm-hmm. to his hands of time. Maybe. We haven't seen that James Harden in quite some time, right? Maybe. But maybe he does. Maybe, but I don't know. Maybe when they get back home to Philly. That's all I'm going to say on that. And then we got to the final series we ain't discussed yet. <laughs> The guy who, you know, James Harden wanted off the Houston Rockets and they sent to OKC and thought his career would wind down over there because they sent him to the Gulag, but he revitalized it, almost beat James Harden's Houston Rockets in the playoffs and then found his way to Phoenix and is now trying to lead that team back to the NBA Finals. Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns taking on the Dallas Mavericks led by the one and only. Now, now I want to get your guys' opinion on this. There was discussion on Twitter yesterday about the nickname of Luka Doncic. Which is Luca Magic is what they call him. Mm. That's not a Magic Johnson reference. That's uh, I believe he made a, a spectacular pass in one of his first games, and the commentator screamed it, and that's what stuck. But I said I'd rather call him the Don, like Doncic. Do you, either of you have a suggestion for a nickname for Luca Doncic? I'm good with that one, Luca the Don. I think that's him. 
You know, that's almost like when you said Luca Magic, that's like BJ. Would you say BJ is the point guard? The point guard? Guru. Uh, what is he? The guru? <laughs> I don't know, because we've been talking about this. You know, there's some bad point guards out of the city of New York. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? BJ might get a little nervous and start sweating a little. But I start calling out some of these names. Right Talk about that, because you know what? They might ask her to put his sneakers back on, you know? <laughs> but I, I think Luca the Don, is, it, it works for him. I think Luca the Don. Don Luca. BJ, you rocking with it? You, you, you know what? It doesn't catch my eye. You know what I mean? It didn't, it didn't ring with me. You know, it's kind of like hip hop. When you hear flow, you hear flow. It doesn't flow. Now, when I, there is a name out there. I just haven't heard it yet. You know, when you heard magic, we all know who that is. When we say air, okay. When we say legend, when we say captain, when we say the kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, we know who that is. Oh, we, we say ice, man. Ice. Yeah, you know yeah. When you say I, you know what I'm saying? You, you say know I that. Yeah, you know what Green. I mean. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you, there's certain things. Luca, yeah, Luca hasn't hit that one yet, but it'll come. You know what? The the magic will come. He's a special player. What do you have? 40, what? Five, 47 last yes. night or something? And it wasn't enough. Yeah. That's the difference, though, because yeah. he's dropping 45 and the team loses. Jar drops 45, 47. The team wins because I feel like the Grizzlies have a, a little bit more help for Jar Morant around him. But do you think that it's uh, how many games this series is going to go? Do you think that the Mavericks, after seeing that game one, have a chance to extend the series? Because the Phoenix Suns, they seem pretty much in control of a lot of that, aside from some very efficient three-point shooting off the bench for Dallas, which I'm not sure they can replicate. I'm not expect. I'm not expecting them to sweep this team, right? I'm not expecting Phoenix to sweep them. So I'm going to say it's going to go a minimum five, right? Yeah, I think I think Luca can win you one game against. Yeah, I, Luca. Luca can I win think a game Luka against any. Luca is too good of a player. I think this team has a lot of pride. You can see what Jason Kidd is doing. They, they're starting to believe. And I like the confidence in which they're playing. You know, this kid, Brunson, really is coming into his own. Spencer Dinwiddie is really giving them a nice punch. And I could see them having a game or two where they really put it together. And Luca, instead of having 47, you know, he's capable of having these 30, 10, and 10 type games and get someone else going. So, you know, I, I think game one, they, they kind of felt each other out. Without question, Luca has an advantage, even though they're playing against really good defensive players. But in order for them to win, I think he's going to have to distribute the ball a little more than what he's currently doing. And but you know what? You, you got to find a way. They were they were down big for the most part in this whole game. And they closed the gap at, there at the end. So uh, we'll see what they're able to do. But I, I think they're going to probably at least get one game, especially when they go back home. Gerald, how are you feeling about this series? Um, oh, he's got Luke on the phone ringing him right now. Yeah, so you yeah. some love on the show. No, no, no. Hey, no, I, I, I think this series comes down to a situation where, hands down, you, you're going to have um, – the question is going to be if – Dallas can get one. You know, some of these guys like Tim Hardaway Jr. and those guys, 
uh, really got to play. They got to show up big at home. Um, other than that, I just don't think they have enough offensive firepower outside of Luka Doncic that is more consistent than anything. And I want to go back, Mo, to the reference you said about, you know, the difference between what uh, John Morant did with that 40-plus. I think the biggest difference is he did it at home, and they got, you know, excellent play. Brandon Clark has been unbelievable. Well, they don't have that. You know, Max Kleebler has been pretty good for the, uh, the, the, the Mavericks and stuff. I just think that, you know, look, they're facing a juggernaut in the, the uh, Phoenix Suns who have one thing on their mind, and that is to get back to the NBA Finals and uh, really show everybody that they wasn't a joke. So I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards Dallas losing this series. Maybe four, I'm going to give them a game five. Mm, I hear you. Now, you know, before we came on the air, we were talking about hip-hop a little bit, and something's just been sent to me, and I've not heard this yet. But I want to play it for you guys and get your takes on it. We've not done something like this before on the podcast. So we're going to do it right now. Bones Highland, the rookie for the Denver Nuggets, apparently is in his bag with some rapping. I'm going to play this mm. tape right now. It's a little video he's just uploaded. Let's see what he's saying. Where he from, New York? I think he's from Virginia. Yeah, I got, oh, that's enough for me. He's from Delaware. Yeah. That's, that's, that's <laughs> Where's he enough. from? He's from Delaware. I think he's from Virginia. Uh, okay. Delaware or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that was enough for me. I know what you guys were thinking about that, but for me, Bones, stick to the hoop, my boy. That ain't that ain't it for me. Um, what do you guys think? Uh Bones. Uh you need a little bit of meat on your rhythm and your 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 skills. You need a little bit more meat on that. That's that's nothing right there. Next question. <laughs> Man, they, I'm from Harlem. I'm from Harlem, New York. I don't know what that sounds like. I don't a, know. So someone sent it to me, right? And I was reading these comments before I press play. And the comments say, "Oh, they got to mention you when they talk about top five rappers in the league." And it, all these comments catching it up. I turned it on and I was like, nah, "Come on, man! Come on, man! Let's leave that to my boy Miles Bridges. Let's, let's, let's leave it to the professionals. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, stop it! Stop <laughs> BJ ain't a fan. Stop it! BJ ain't a fan. Well, I, 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 I have too much respect. I have too much respect for people who do this for a living." Okay, you can't disrespect it. Now, I get it. There's different, there's rap, and then there's hip hop. And that's all I'm gonna say. Now, if I, and I don't, I, I, I prefer hip hop. I don't care where it comes from, what it is. Traditionally, it came out of New York City, but we know it when we hear it. Now, that's that. all I'm going to say. Now, where it don't, I don't care where it comes. It comes from London. It can come from anywhere. If, if, if you can grab that mic, you can grab that mic. Hey. Just be nice with it. Just be nice with it. That's all I'm saying. Just be nice with it. Don't tell it's, me. That's it, a conversation it, 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 for another day. 
Yeah, yeah. Let's just be just be nice with it. I don't care where it comes from and whatever music it's it's art. Enjoy the art. Enjoy mm. whatever it is. But my good friend there, who's from Harlem, from New York City, okay, from New York Sedwick Avenue. Gerald, we got to get this before you go. We got to get this before you go because we have these conversations all the time. Top three rappers of all time in the history. Oh, God. In the history. <laughs> you got three names. The first three nah, that come nah. to your head. I want you to listen to what he said. He said rappers. Oh, top three rappers. Hmm. Not artists. Rappers, because I know MCs. That's mm. what I was for MC. Because when I started to say MC, when you said that first, I said KRS One, the Blastmaster. But that's MC. Um, rappers. Oh man. Ugh. I mean, I don't. I, I don't even know. I mean, I, I'm just MCs. I mean, MCs. Okay, hit me with your top three MCs, then. Hit me with your top three, then. Oh my God, Glassmaster KRS One. I mean, Big Daddy Kane, Rock Kim. I mean, easy, yeah. easy, easy. Light, light, light work, light work. Light, 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 easy, light. easy. That's New York in the building right yeah. now, ladies and gentlemen. That's the who's hey, hey, podcast. Put, Gerald, put Gerald down. Put Gerald up. Put Gerald up on who coming out of London. Put Gerald oh, up. Oh, man, I'm going to put you on. I'm going to put you on, G. I'm going to put you on. Don't worry. we got we got some eyes coming out of London. I'm going to show you the wave. Uh, we, me and BJ going to be over in New York real soon. We'll get together. We'll show you. We'll show you what's good for real. But that's love, and we got to make sure we get together. And BJ, Mo got to come with us over to Pete Rocks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we got to sit down with Pete Rock, the chocolate boy wonder. We just got to be able to. Shout out to Pete. Shout yeah. out to Pete. <laughs> Pete Rock. And I'm going to put something together, make sure that if anything says BJ in the city, we're going to go over there and see if we can go over to uh, the headquarters of the legendary DJ Premier. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I just want to sit down. We're going we to sit down because we want to just beats. Beats and how BJ say bars. <laughs> hey, that's what I'm talking about. Let's get it cooking. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is Mr. Cheryl Brown. <laughs> Bottomline Sports Show, Sirius XM. Gerald, where can the people find you if they want to tune in? Is there a way for them to tune in internationally, online? How can they check you out? Hey, man, just check this out on Sirius Tech on the SXM app. Uh, hit me up at G Brown Sports, uh, as well as uh, the original G Brown Sports, and, 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 and definitely on Sirius XM NBA Radio. And I appreciate you guys, man. And Definitely look forward to having you guys back on the airwaves. And listen, man, y'all keep doing it because you know what? Y'all keep keeping it real. And that's all that really matters, man. Peace and love to y'all. Appreciate, Appreciate y'all. you. Appreciate you coming on. As BJ likes to say, real name, no gimmicks. That's how we get down. That's been another episode. So you guys make sure you're locked in. Check Gerald out. He does a great show. Check us out. Stay locked in with us. Make sure you subscribe. Leave a review. Leave a rain. And we'll be back tomorrow morning, nice and early, to break down all the action again. And until next time, get buckets.